ಸಹನಾವತ್ ಸಹನೌ ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವತೀತಮಸ್ತಮಾವಿತ್ ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಎವ್ರಿವನ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ಬಿಗಿನ್ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಅನ್ ಅನೌನ್ಸ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ವೇರ್ ಲುಕಿಂಗ್ ಅಟ್ ಮೇ ಬಿ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಅ ನ್ಯೂ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಸ್ಕ್ರಾಚ್ ಆನ್ ಅ ವೆನ್ಸ್ಡೇ ಸೊ um it all depends on numbers once we finish in the bolton i think i'll have maybe three more classes in bolton finish off this particular text uh and then depending on the numbers from there and uh this group um i'm thinking of starting a new class on wednesday from scratch so uh if people can uh let us know how many people would be interested then um you know we can start from the beginning and as far as uh question q and a is concerned what we will do is allow q and a before each class yeah so we'll allow 10 15 minutes before sunday class and uh wednesday class for anybody who has any clarifications which is not a problem and you know if there is a lot of questions that people want to ask then we can always have a, a group discussion once a fortnight or once a month but nothing set Is that okay with everyone? Great. So, uh Sashi, I knew Tuesday didn't work for you, so especially for you I did Wednesday, yeah. You owe me one. Thank you very Hi. much. Hi. Hi Roshni. You look well chilled. <laughs> so, um, um what time will the class know, be on Wednesday? It's up to us. We can do 7 or 7:30. I think oh, it's still evening, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was afraid you're going to do a morning class or um i don't know it's all up to individual i could do 7 o'clock no problem but it might be difficult for you guys but i'm i'm happy to do 7 on a tuesday wednesday morning if any, everybody wants but for now we'll say evening i mean it, it, doing it at 7am or 7:30 would be uh, um very very good but it, that's fine we'll do in the evening so um wednesday it'll probably be in about 3 weeks time i'll let you know So I just wanted you to all know. Roshni, will you be will you be interested? Um sorry, did you say from the beginning? Yes, meaning yeah, from the, the basic. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, but there's going to be one um one condition. Everyone's going to have to put their video on. Because I want it to be interactive. You will also gain more from that as well if I'm honest with you. Because if you have the video on, you'll be concentrating. when you don't have the video on your mind will go to other places so for that hour 10 15 minutes you need to have a video on because then i know that um, i can see reactions and it's difficult to uh, teach without reactions for my sake and for your sake so anyway more about that in a few weeks time so just bear that in mind so just have you had a question if you can ask please then yeah it was um can we discuss the difference between love duty obligation and attachment and the difference duties yeah 
So can we take duty and obligation as one? Okay. Love and attachment as two. Yep. The other bit was love and devotion. So if we do love devotion and attachment yeah the difference between love duty so difference between love devotion attachment and the difference between duty and obligation and self-imposed duties i think you said is that okay so the first question is can we discuss the difference between duty obligation and self-imposed duties. A difference between duty, obligation, and self-imposed duties. So, does anybody have any clarification to just remember? Does there, I mean, these are standard English words. There's no uh, connotation here. Um, so, um, you know, there's no special meaning as such, what is the difference? Self, what is a, what's your duty? What's duty? What's your obligation? If I'm, any ideas, guys, Sashi? Um, the things that you you are that you should do it's almost like what people probably expect you to do hmm. um, but you feel that you ought to do as well regardless okay. of your likes and dislikes yeah very good duty something you have to do regardless of your likes and dislikes is that difference between duty and obligation According to Alexa, there isn't. I'll just check with her. <laughs> uh, actually, there isn't a difference. Uh, duty and obligation have very, even if you check in Word, the cinnamon is the same. But there is a slight difference from a Vedantic perspective. But as an English language is concerned, it's the same meaning. So what can there be the difference? They're very similar in, in, in words. Then we've got self-imposed duties. It's time to think. Obligation and duty equals same. It's the same meaning, duty and obligation. Any ideas what difference there could be in Vedantic perspective? Shashi, you're absolutely right. Uh, duty is something that you need to perform, an action you need to perform, regardless of your likes and dislikes. Does everyone understand that? You don't like to do something, but you have a duty to do it. You don't want to make dinner for your husband, but you have a duty to make it. 
I don't know, just or for your children. So a duty and obligation in this uh, in Vedantic way, mm. could it be, we have a duty to ourselves mm. to do the right things in life yeah. once the realization kicks in. So we mm. are obli- so duty and obligation to ourselves and not to others if we need to do the change. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that can work. Then what would be self-imposed duties then? Cooking dinner for your husband? Yeah, those things are duties that you are committed to when you, yeah. you, you come into relationships with anybody. It could be related to work. Once yep. you work, it's your responsibility and duty to finish the task that you're supposed to perform. Okay. So that's so, different. Okay. That's uh, that, yeah, I mean, that can work. Anybody uh, have any clarification to Shilamin? Self-imposed duties, but is that not duties that you yourself impose on you? You don't actually have to do the cooking. The husband could do the cooking. You could do the ironing. That's you yourself imposing on you that it's your responsibility to go ahead and do it. Sorry, who am I speaking to? Sorry, Dermishta. Dermishta, thank you. Yeah, that could be uh, another point. See, we're playing with words here. Yeah. Yeah. Self-duty, duty obligation very similar words we're just yep sorry uh shilabin you had something to say i think that's also it's how much you, if i enjoy cooking mm-hmm. then i would perform my duties because i would like to eat the way how i cook and being the lady of the house i may cook for everybody but if my husband is a better cook and he yeah. he offers to cook yes i will let him do it so it's what we're good at. Yeah. That's how we're going to be performing our duties. Okay. So Shashi, you had something to add. Um, I was just going to say about obligation. So just after what Shilabin has said, is that like you feel it's your obligation to cook? Well, uh, no. No. I mean, that's, the man might be a better cook. <laughs> in fact i do the washing and ironing at home it's i'm not obligated or it's not my duty but uh i'm good at it and uh she's not so i do it <laughs> is that is obligation then what society feels you should do or it is part of fulfilling your duties hmm. i think in culture Culturally, it's what we are taught as a woman is obligated to cook. A woman is supposed to be doing the cleaning. And that's come in our, in our culture back home. But when you're here in the Western culture, when both partners are working and we're, we're both sharing, then you share according to who's best to do what, who's better at performing the task at its best and quicker without mm-hmm. any feeling of our oh, burden because that also comes under burden oh, I'm, you know i have to do this now so it becomes a burden but if you know that this has to be done or performed on a daily basis or a, a routinely basis mm-hmm. then 
I don't think we have that obligation or, you know, that's the duty. Okay. Anybody want to add anything to that? Just Nabin, what do you think? Um, it's a bit more difficult than when you're saying duty. It's like sharing. I wouldn't say it's a burden. It should not be a burden. Hmm. You're doing it. Um, and then it's performed better. But in other ways, I was thinking more of duty of like caring for parents in that. Yeah. For children in that. that, that is, that's our duty and we're obliged to do it. But there may Absolutely. be things that we don't have to do. But that's the difference I find. Duty is what we think we have to do. Whereas with friends, you're obliged to do it. If you say you're going to make a cake, you feel obliged to make it. You don't have to, but you do. Whereas with parents and children in that, if I feel duty is part of being yeah. a parent in that, that, you, that becomes inherited, as it were. Okay. And the way you said it, Ben, that becomes... That duty and responsibility comes in a different way. That is our karma as well. If you look at it in a long-term basis, looking after your parents, it would be our karma. If you feel that, oh, you know, when the responsibility come upon you, it's something that we've done in our past life that we are put together to fulfill each other's uh, desires and um, looking after maybe he's, he needs something of me that I haven't given or I've taken in my previous uh, life I don't know so that comes into looking after parents that is how it is and then obviously it's your your own personal nature that you feel that as a as a child it's your responsibility to look after your parents because they've done for you so much up to say up to 21 till you've in full-time yeah. education once you finish your education obviously you have to you are independent your, your parents duty is that once they bring a child into this life that they give you full support and education till you become a, a, a woman a fully fledged woman or a fully fledged man then they have they must take on that responsibility to say my my parents done their responsibility and duty. I need to branch off. So they become mm -hmm. the next seedling. We were the mm -hmm. seed. They become the next seedling. So it, okay. it works very differently at how you look at these things. Then what about uh, children? What about husband? What about brothers? What about sisters? We are bonded with brothers and sisters, like we say. We all have the same vastness, so we come mm. into that one home. We okay. all have to give and take at some point in our lives, because obviously as adults, we all grow apart. You're only together till you get together. And then, according to his vastness or her vastness, they're going to continue a different journey till at some point when the family brings you together, when there's a gathering, socials, grief, bereavement or whatever, mm. Only then. So all these things are also... Uh, I know they're all, they're all interconnected. I understand that. But I think um, we let's stick with the surface level. Duty and obligation. Because everybody may not have that level of understanding, what you're saying. 
Okay. Yeah. So therefore, we're not help. We can't help anyone because they, it doesn't make it clear to them to understand the difference. And not everybody will look after their parents. Even so, this cannot be karma. It can only be a duty obligation because it can't be karma because karma is cause and effect. What you've done, you have to reap the benefit. Or you have to deal with the with the results. Now, the fact that your parents have brought you up, that doesn't mean that you will automatically look after them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, that cannot work as such. You have an obligation. You have a duty to look after them. Is that okay? Does that make sense? Shulabin? Yeah, just yeah, that, yeah. There? Just a clarification there. Yeah. yeah. So any other inputs? So duty and obligation is a very similar. Duty can be what you have imposed on yourself. Obligation can be actions which help you to reach your goal. I'll give you some examples. Obligation action. What you are obliged, what you ought to do. And that can consist of a regular routine duties and special occasional duties. Regular duties is your children, your parents, your partner. Routine duties, those are your routine regular duties. Your company, your office. Then there's special occasional duties. You may help your neighbor, your friend, your cousin, your brother, your sister. They're having a party, you may say, I'll make a dish. Those are occasional duties. Everyone with me? Motivated by desires to perform obligation. It may also be performed without a desire. You have no desire to make a dish for your neighbor, but to keep things smooth, you make a dish. You're putting an application in for some extension work. You need them on your side. You might go and make a dish for them. Maybe if it's due to a desire or maybe an obligation. No desire. So, but in Vedanta, it can also be an action which helps you to reach a goal. So you want to become spiritually developed. You have an obligation to yourself to become the best, best human being that you can, to develop yourself. That's an obligation to you in your life. Self-imposed duties, duties that you've brought upon yourself due to your desires, duties which aren't necessary, but you've brought them in, your luggage, you have to deal with it. Self-imposed duties. So see, <coughs> I have no example for self-imposed duties. You all know your own self-imposed duties. 
that any is there any clarifications to that? Just snubbing. No, that's fine. The subtle differences, yeah. but in the English language, they mean the same. But in Vedanta, we can differentiate between them slightly. Anything that you do to reach the goal of self spiritual development is an obligation as a human being. Because that is your true purpose. Anything else is, in fact, anything else is self-imposed. You can say that. Any other duty is self-imposed. Why? Because you're born with vasanas. You're fulfilling your vasanas, your desires. They're all self-imposed. From the absolute sense. But you can also say self-imposed duties are, I've got married, I have to look after my partner. I've got married, I've got children. These are all created by yourself. They're all self-imposed. You had a choice to make at every point. You make the choice, you have to deal with it. Those are self-imposed. Just giving extreme examples because it makes it clearer from an absolute sense. Is that any clarifications to that? Is that clear? Shilabin, is that does that sound reasonable? From the absolute sense, your obligation is to reach the self. And everything else is self-imposed. From a relative sense, duty and obligation is very similar, prompted by desires. And you have to fulfill them no matter what. Any questions? Permista? Yeah. Is there any, any questions there? No, that's fine. It's clear. Yeah, good. Yeah. Thank you for participating. That's fine, thanks. Let's, let's see if we can deal with another one. Difference between love and devotion. What did we say? We're going to put love, devotion, and love, devotion, and attachment. Those three things, correct? Just a minute. So what's the difference between, first of all, let's do uh, love and attachment. What's the difference between love and attachment? What is love? Or what is attachment? What's love? Okay, what's devotion? Love and devotion. We covered it on Sunday. Briefly. Is there any difference between love and devotion? Devotion is an action you perform. Mm -hmm. And love is when you're free from... It's, it's, you have to be one with yourself. Mm -hmm. 
and in harmony with one and all. So that's love. You're saying that's love. Yes. Okay. In Vedantic terms, not okay. not, not when we fall in love in life. <laughs> Why not? We still love. That's, diff that's different form of love because you're loving that love. If you can love somebody and fall fall out of love with that same person, but you can't fall in love with yourself and fall out of love with yourself. So you have to be in yeah. harmony with yourself. Learn to love yourself fully. Yeah. And in, without any judgment or that, and then you learn to love other people the same in the same way. So if I learn to love myself, I love other people. There's no guarantees that I love other people if I love myself. Depends the level of <laughs> selfishness. Yes. <laughs> I only love people who love me. No one else. So what is the difference between love and devotion? Is there a difference? Yes. What's the difference then? Devotion is when you act upon it, right? You, act when upon you what? To perform actions. To, to, uh, it's, it's more to do with body. You're devoted. See, what you're thinking of, you're thinking of going to a temple and praying as an action. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know that's what you're trying to say. But we're not doing that. We're not saying that. As an emotion, what's the difference? Forget the action. Okay. Yeah. As an emotion, what's the difference? Shashi, you, you wanted to say something. Is devotion like um, endless, limitless? Limitless, okay. Maybe it's a wrong word. So hang on, I covered this on Sunday, so how come no one knows? <laughs> it's three days since then. <laughs> you should have done free morning studies by then. No. Love and devotion, what's the difference? Is one conditional and the other unconditional? One conditional. Yeah, it can be. Can be. Can be. Any other inputs? Actually, they're both the same emotion. <clears throat> they're both the same emotion. Emotional categories. Same emotion, but there's a difference. When you love, the love is a feeling, affection towards someone equal to you and below. I love my husband. I love my children. I love my dog. I love my cat. I love my sister. I love my brother. I love my work. Devotion is the same emotion, but it's towards something higher. 
I am devoted to my parents. I'm devoted to my guru. I'm devoted to God. I'm devoted to this mandir. I'm devoted to when it's something higher, then that's devotion. But the emotion is the same. When it's directed to something higher, it's called devotion. When it's, when it's towards something that is equal or below you, it's love. So de devotion is surrendering yourself. Yeah, but that's, that's the next level. But at the moment, what we're saying is love and devotion is the same. If one is directed to something higher, it's regarded as devotion. If it's something to below you or equal to you, it's called love. Yeah, we will. The merits of each one is which we can discuss is different. But at this moment in time, just to understand that difference, Joshnabin, is that okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's how we use those terminologies. Rushni, clear? I'm devoted to my parents. You may love them as well, but because they are higher than you, it's devotion. Yeah. yeah. So then we can take it one step further. Love is identification. So what is attachment then? Love and attachment. Difference between love and attachment. Because that was your other question, wasn't it? Just nothing. Attachment. Yeah. What's the difference between love and attachment? We'll consolidate all three at the end. The difference between love and attachment. What is attachment? Is attachment like you're attached to your kids? Um, no, you love your kids. <laughs> that may form an attachment, but in this connotation, it's not attachment. Well, it could be, once I explain what it means, you have to decide. An attachment is something that you can't, you cannot live without. Okay. That's why you get attached to it, right? You say, I have an attachment to this. Okay, yeah, could be. It causes your attachment, the agitations, if you're without it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. You're not, if you don't have your favorite blanket when you go to bed, you can't sleep, you're agitated. Kids, are, kids do that, don't they? Where's my green blanket? Shashi. Um, is attachment a bond that you form? Yeah. With someone? Why can't that bond be love? Mm. Why attachment? You can fall in and, in and out of love, but if you attached to something then yeah it's a constant okay so you'll all be surprised when i tell you what attachment means 
trust me, none of you would want to be attached once I explain what it means. <laughs> Any other inputs? Is does attachment comes with you know it, it, it's a lot of fear. We have fear in us, that's why we get attached to things. Mm -hmm. So it makes you more secure. That's why we attach ourselves to things. That may be so. So without, once again, without that attachment, you're agitated. Yeah. You're saying the same thing because you're fearful of losing it. Why? Because it causes agitations, mental agitations. But what's doing in love and attachment? There is a difference. Okay, let me ask another question. Pure love, preferential love. Anyone know the difference between pure love and preferential love? Pure love is when you love somebody regardless of their what they do, what they say, what they how they act. It's okay, absolutely right. So then, what is uh, attachment then? You said it. You're right. It's the opposite of that. Yeah, Rushni. When you, uh, maybe like when you love someone for a reason. Or Absolutely. Like Absolutely. Not, yeah, yeah, not unconditional. Like conditional, Absolutely. basically. Yeah. So pure love is unconditional. Attachment yes. is conditional. Any examples? Why is everyone laughing? Because <laughs> everyone's got examples, that's why. I'm scared to say them <laughs> in public. <laughs> if you buy me that diamond ring, then I really love you. <laughs> it's a condition, yeah. If you love me, you'll take me on holiday. I want to go to the Maldives. I love you if you do this for me. Love plus selfishness is attachment. Yeah. <laughs> love minus selfishness yeah. is pure love. Yeah. So love plus selfishness is attachment. Yeah. So attachment is selfishness. Unconditional love, you would love that person regardless of who they are, what they do, what they say, no matter what. It's pure love. You love your children, don't you? They do all sorts of things, but you still love them. That's unconditional love.
Your partner, maybe not. <laughs> I'm not sorry about that. <laughs> so this is the difference. So if you're attached to anything, there's a level of selfishness. If you love someone, then there's no selfishness. You love your parents no matter what. In most cases, you love your parents no matter what, especially in our Indian community. Yeah. So pure love is being unselfish. Ultimate pure love. You identify the self within the person and love them regardless of their nature. When what Shilabin was saying, you love yourself, then you love everyone else, if you have that identification. See, if you're identifying with the body, the mind, intellect, then there'll be differences. You identify with the self within, the Atman, then everyone is the same. Your Atman is the same as mine. Namaste. This is what this means. You and I are one. Yeah. That's the meaning of Namaste. That's what you're actually doing when you're saying that and when you're doing that action. Me and you are one. You see, everyone's doing it in the world now with COVID. I even saw the French president doing that when he went to uh, Iran, I think. You and me are one. The Jew, the Rush, the, I think um, there's a delegate from uh, Israel to uh, the Middle East just now, I think. And they're saying, me and you are one. I don't know if they understand what they're actually saying. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't know. <laughs> So when you pure love, you identify with the self within you and then you, you identify with everyone else because you're identifying with their self. Regardless of their nature. But that doesn't mean that you deal with people's nonsense. You love your children, but you may need to discipline them. Yeah, but you still love them. They're still pure love, even though they might say, Mama, I hate you. Yeah, but you're doing what's right for them but internally you love them. Ultimate pure love is to identify with all living beings. The more you identify, the more you love. Love plus selfishness is attachment, possessiveness. Trishnabin, does that sound reasonable? Yeah, it does. It's just practicing it with, it's easy enough, I think, maybe with our relatives, well, majority of them, and friends, but when you have to practice it with people at work, or somebody yeah. you're naturally drawn not to like, that's when it becomes really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it is a struggle, but as you develop, yeah, you may have to differ with them you may have to argue with them you may have to correct them or, or put your point forward there's a difference between that 
and you loving them for who they are, meaning the identification with the self. Once you develop that identification, that all beings are one, all electricity is one, no matter what gadgets it is. Yeah, all electricity is one. So once you identify with the electricity, all gadgets are, for you, all gadgets are the same. They just perform different things, different manifestation. Similarly, all beings are one, but they act based on their nature. You may not agree with their nature. That's the difference. But internally, you love all beings. It's a very subtle difference. I hate my boss because of the way he is. Selfish, lazy, but the Atman in him is the same Atman in me. But this is his nature. See what I mean? Just a minute. So it's that level of identification. And you may have to argue and fight with him. That's a different thing altogether. Yeah, but that's what then brings out the differences, doesn't it? Then that makes it harder for you to accept that. Not necessarily. Once you identify with all living beings and you become developed spiritually to understand that everything is one. Everything is Brahman. Everything is God. This whole world is God. Ultimately, it is. The last chapter says everything is one. You find the differences because your lack of identification. So spiritual development is increasing identification until you see only one. But you may have to behave accordingly to their nature. That's different. You see the difference here. You may have to discipline one child in front of the other child. But that doesn't mean you love them less. You may have to argue with your boss and tell him he's a moron, but that doesn't mean you don't. The, love, the Atman in him is the same as you, but that's, your, that's something you have to do to get to where you need to get to. There's, that's the difference. Clarifications. Is everyone clear on that? I think George, just a bit. Uh, I don't know, but this is just me thinking that when we're working with people, we must do our best for what's required of us for the company or whatever we're doing. Your duty. And, and once you perform your own, you do your best in how you understand it and your ability. And if that person is not going to listen to you, you just move on. But you know, you've, you've said what you needed to say. They will realize later that you've, what you did or said, it is correct. But then it's the ego that comes in the way as well. So that's his behavior. So I think some, sometimes when we're working with people, if we feel that this is the right thing for that situation, just say it out and then let everybody decide as to what they want to do 
and just move back. And if we, we are right, it will fall in that, in, fact, in that manner, but maybe not how you said it, they'll go around and come to that same point. Yeah, it's also trying to practice not to let your ego get in the way, which is the hard bit, which I'm like, okay, yeah, I can talk to people and say, this isn't right, this is what I thought. But then I now step back and think, is it my ego talking or is it that I have to actually say it to that person because they're not behaving in a reasonable way to other people? So, so it's quite difficult then to assess yourself to say, how am I putting myself forward? So I think each situation is very different. Yeah. yeah. yeah? You need to think before you act. And you have to understand everyone's acting based on their nature. People are not privy to the same knowledge you have. They will behave selfishly and they will behave in that manner. Yeah. yeah. See? So that is something you have to be prepared for. You know, they say cruel to be kind. Sometimes you have to. Yeah. Um, so we're not saying just because now you identify with the self, therefore, and you, you develop that feeling, you still have to live in the world. There are still bad people out there. Yeah, you can't be taken advantage of. You, you have to behave accordingly to the person and their nature. Yeah. And that's the act of living in the world in a way a human being should, is being able to to deal with any situation, be prepared for it. And to understand that there's evil people out there and there's good people out there. So you need to be able to understand that and be able to see who's bad and who's good and act accordingly. Ultimately, that's how you should be behaving. And that's the development. Then aren't you, then you are getting, well, kind of, attached to that person or the situation? No, you're not. You're actually going in there with a clear head. You're actually going in there saying, this person's nature is, he always backstabs. I've got to be careful. I've got to be careful how I deal with him. This person is highly selfish and lazy. I've got to be careful how I deal with this person. Yeah, You're understanding each person's nature and then you're acting accordingly to which, to the different people accordingly. So you're changing yourself for different people. And that is your own development. And that is where we say you develop your intellect so that mind doesn't react. So That's when you develop. It's a difficult thing. Of course it's you difficult. Agitated yourself. Yeah. In order to do those things. This is what Vedanta is about. Yeah, but then where does the detachment come in? Because you're now interacting that much more, yet you're supposed to be detached and not get flustered and not get... Yes, but this is where the intellect comes in. What, the, what gets flustered is the mind. Yes. Yeah, but you're, t you're, you're, you're not no longer reacting with the mind. It's the mind that gets flustered. It doesn't get his ways, it gets flustered. It gets upset, he throws the pr his toys out the pram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before you get to that stage, the intellect has to say, okay, this person's like this, I've got to deal with this person in this way. The mind's not involved then. You may have to lose your um, cool, you may have to be angry, but
but it's all controlled. It's not reaction. I, with this person, I have to be angry with. Only that's the only language that person understands. It's like your child. One per child, you, he listens to you. The other person, other child, you may, you know that you have to, you'll only listen when you get angry. Doesn't mean that, um, you know, you, you have to lose your cool, but you're using your anger productively. You're not inside, you're not angry, but you're using your anger. That's the difference. So you need to be in control of your emotions. This is what we're saying. It's at work with one person, you may have to lose your cool. You may have to be angry at that person, but inside you're cool and calm. That's the language they understand. It's nothing to do with being attached. It's nothing to do with being detached. It's what is called for in that situation. And you're ready for it. And yes, you're absolutely right. It takes practice and it takes to develop that intellect to be able to do that. Learning to identify. Learning to identify, learning to know your own personality, then being able to tell other people's personality. This is what we're studying. Sattvic, Rajasik, Tamasik. Selfishness, unselfishness. Is he operating from the mind or is he operating from the intellect? Is he um, passive? Is he active? Is he aggressively passive or is he aggressively active? Is he passive? So all these things are for us to identify people with. You need to get to know these things. Yeah, then you're ready. Yeah, it's just because I've moved to another job, so I'm getting to learn all the different personalities all over again. Mm. And I have practiced where I can just step back and just say what I need to say. But it's now reassessing all these people. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah. But you will. Yeah. Because now you have the tools. You didn't have the tools. Now you're getting the tools. There's a difference. You see how it works. You see how it helps in all situations. You understand Amrat's nature now. You can deal accordingly. <laughs> Kids' nature. It brings harmony, peace and harmony. It brings peace and harmony. One partner might be a really angry person, but if the other person understands this is his nature. He doesn't mean it. This is his nature. He can't help himself. She can't help himself. Then where's the problem? Yeah, he'll be angry for 10 minutes. She'll be angry and then slowly calm down. This is normal. That's it. That's how it is, isn't it? So be prepared for it. Set your stopwatch. Let's see how long he's going to be angry this time. Let's see how long he's going to be angry. Wow. So, but what I'm saying is that you're not affected by it. It's really hard not to be when they're your partner and they're behaving like that. You know you can do deal with it for a short term, but when it's a bit more regular, it's harder. So this is what you need to strengthen. That is your capacity. Yeah, that is your capacity. You can only deal with it for this much. So who has to change? 
We do, yeah. You do. You have to increase your capacity for tolerance. Because you have the knowledge. That person doesn't have the knowledge. Even if they do, they're not practicing it. Are they? That's not the point. We're not being personal here. Yeah. But the, you see what I'm saying? Even at work, if, yeah. if you get ticked off, you have to increase your own capacity. It's your fault. Yeah. Lack of assessment, lack of judgment, lack of your own self-control. If you're agitated, it's your fault. Mm. It's not the world that agitates you, it's yourself. Any other last-minute clarifications? Nope, that's clarified it pretty well for me. Good. Thank you. Sh Sashi? Everyone cool? Dermis, are you cool? Yeah, I'm yep. fine. Good. Roshni? Okay. Great. Thank you, guys, for joining us today. Been very productive. You can all leave with the answer solution to your agitations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Sunday, we'll see everyone on Sunday. We're going to be talking about Bhakti Yoga, path of devotion. All right, I'll see everyone on Sunday. Keep up the studies. That's what's going to develop the intellect. Just mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. welcome. Great questions. Thank you. Thank you.